Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Gravescast. This is our uh, Halloween special, and tonight we are bringing you the Gravescast live from the cemetery. Woohoo! So tonight we have on a very special guest, a guest you've met quite a few times before. He, what you might not know now, is he was actually part of the Far Cry 6 AI development team. Yes, I was. He's a costume-making extraordinaire and the survivor of a UFO encounter. If you don't know him already, he is Jacob Pratley, and he's back for another episode. Hello, hello, hello. I'm happy to be back for my third episode of the Gravescast. Truth be told, this is actually our second recording of this, because... We originally went to another cemetery. Apparently, we just have, like, you know, eight cemeteries around town. Yeah. And it, it was a little more of a drive-in cemetery. We thought we'd go in, park the vehicle, just set up the podcast recording studio, and then, you know, be on with our merry way. Yeah, but start... that's not really what happened, was it? No, no, no. So we were we were talking away, you know, getting through our, our topics, <laughs> yeah. when I saw Nick here make this weird face. And he was looking past me. I'm like, oh, God, there's something right behind me, isn't there? You know uh, what? <laughs> Thankfully, there's nothing behind us, but we thought we saw a jogger just coming around, you know, maybe leaving some flowers or just getting their nightly workout in. I mean, honestly, with, you know, people up and awake, sometimes you don't want to work out where people can see you, especially if you're a new jogger. Yeah, yeah. So the graveyard is the next best place. <laughs> I guess so. But either way, you know, you're willing to give the benefit of the doubt. Uh, but yeah, we were, we were recording and he just, he kept going up a couple of rows, turning off his light, coming up even further, turning off his light. Either like the two of us were like completely freaked out at each other or I don't know. I mean, given, given all like the 80s slasher movies I see, it's always like the two friends hanging out in the graveyard, shooting the shit, listening to music or Maybe yeah. even two lovers, you know? Ooh. Making up a steamy vehicle as you've steamed up this place already. <laughs> yeah, it's not my fault that I'm a warm person. You know what? Warm at heart, too. But <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I mean, it's prime prime serial killing opportunities, right? Especially since it's close to Halloween. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not even on Halloween, you know? This is just some random weekday. You know what? Wednesday is the perfect night for serial killing. I, what kind of person comes out to a graveyard at 9.30 and isn't recording a podcast? I don't know. <laughs> Not popular people, that's for sure. <laughs> Not that we're popular either, but... Oh my god, I hope they were alone. <laughs> imagine there was, like, a whole group and that's what we were seeing? Can you imagine there's, like, some cult? Like, there's just, like, three, four, five, or six... Dude. Uh... We could be tied up right now, just, like, you know, our organs, like, spilled out. Aren't you glad I told you to leave? <laughs> Partially. And then, so, so we drove over to this other graveyard and you know what? It's just, it's a creepy night. I don't know if we're just priming ourselves or what, but we sat there and as we were pulling into this graveyard, we saw a row of pylons and most of the pylons were just fine, but you noticed one of the pylons was doing what? It was smoking. (laughs) So, so it's not like those little tiny point cone pylons no this is those big drum cylinder ones and the top is all open and it's just billowing smoke out of it and it looks like there's a tiny fire lit underneath yeah i don't know what's up with that you know we drive away we try and find a better location we come back that's where we are right now and the pylon's normal again yeah it's i don't know if it's just priming yourselves to you know be super alert because of everything because you know 
Halloween spirits in the air or whatever, but I don't know. Things are happening tonight, so this is a pretty special episode, I suppose. Yeah. But I, I, I did mention earlier that you were the survivor of a UFO encounter, and you know what? Truth be told, I don't think a lot of people would believe that, but you did, even though people might not believe your account, you did see something recently that people might actually believe. Yeah, what yeah. Was that? There's, there's an account that people might take uh, with a bit less grains of salt than mine. Okay, okay. What's um, that? A long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away? Yeah. Uh, New Mexico. No, <laughs> Arizona. <laughs> New Mexico. <laughs> Roswell. The Roswell incident. Um, a farmer's land was suddenly uh, uh, trespassed on, but not by, you know, people hopping the fence. No, this was by something from the sky falling out and crashing and landing in his field. Uh, very, very quickly, the military showed up and started, you know, collecting all of the wreckage from what was there. Um, and that was that. You know, story's over. They put in the papers later that a flying saucer crashed and then the military said that it was a weather balloon. Oh, and yeah. for 30 years, that's been the story. But people knew. People knew very particular, very particularly, very particularly <laughs> one person um, knew something in 2015. She sadly passed away. And on her deathbed, she made a very special expose recording. OK, but hold on. This is just another woman. Like, oh, why? Oh. Why? Why? Why would we believe in her? Of course. Of course. OK, um, except she's not. This no. is a this is a, a is doctor, she... not the medical kind. Okay, the okay. research kind. Yeah, uh, who was working with Albert Einstein when she was called to uh, investigate the Roswell crash wreckage. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, on her deathbed, she recorded a message that was very, very quickly classified, and only a few weeks ago was it allowed to be listened to by public ears. And this has quite a few revelations for the story. Yeah. Because, uh, first of all, Albert Einstein was brought onto the scene of the crash. Not the yeah. scene, but the, the place, the secondary location that they brought the wreckage to. Yeah, exactly. Like some U.S. bunker, right? Yeah. This changes it. You know, if this was a weather balloon that the U.S. military had sent up and then it crashed, why would you bring a physicist? <laughs> Look, they just want the publicity. He's a very popular person. Yeah, yeah. The publicity of keeping it under wraps. I see. Um, it's, it's an interesting hitch in the case, you know? Yeah. And you, you sent me the link. I didn't, I, I, I saw, I, I did a bit of digging and I saw there was actually some audio recordings. Unfortunately, I didn't get the chance to listen to all of them, but I did see some of the highlights. So did, did you get a chance to see some of the highlights or? Yes. Yeah. So basically there were, there were basically three revelations for starters, I guess a little bit of history on her. She was connected through Einstein through Princeton. She actually kind of, I think it wasn't like a lottery, but she basically won the draw. Yeah. And yeah. she was selected out of a pool of candidates to work with Einstein. Yeah. So that's basically where their connection started. And so basically she was, you know, working under him at the time. He got called in. And so they went over there and there were three distinct pieces of information, or I guess three distinct objects that they saw. One that they saw from kind of a further distance away was they saw a, like a disc-shaped vehicle, which, yeah. you know, everyone would call a UFO. You know what? Maybe UFO. I mean, 
un- unidentified flying object. Right? Well, they've recently been rebranded to UAPs, actually, unidentified aerial phenomena. That is just lame as hell, man. <laughs> but yeah, so they saw that. She had a couple observations on it. She said, you know, it looked very luminescent. Luminescent? Luminescent. Luminescent. There we go. We got, yeah. our, we got you over here. And then basically she said as they got closer, it was it ended up being a bit on the more on the dull side. So she was very curious what materials it was. Unfortunately, this wasn't what they were called in for, so she didn't get a chance to really explore it. But they got a chance to explore, I think she said, nine different bodies. And the description is honestly pretty accurate to what other people have been saying. Yeah. They were suction cup hands, right? Yeah. Uh, grayish tint to the skin tone. Your classic gray, yeah. Yeah. It also seemed like they were wearing skin suits. Well, you know, any decent uh, civilized race would have clothing. Now, the thing I'm interested in is these aliens exist. Can I date one of them? Am I going to have a fulfilled relationship? Well, emotionally maybe, but physically no, because uh, these aliens actually didn't have genitals. And on top of that, they also didn't have a navel. Which uh, I think is a very, very interesting point. Now, of course, this account that this you know these <laughs> aliens didn't have penises or butt belly buttons, yeah, um, is coming from someone who is educated in the realms of science. It's still very worth pointing out that that navels are part of the reproductive system. If you don't have genitals, then you don't have a belly button. Yeah, you know, and I think that's a really, really interesting detail that was included. Um, because it, it, it adds further credence to the story, in my opinion. Does that almost seem like they might be way more scientifically... I mean, obviously, you know, if they can get here from wherever they're coming from, they are more scientifically advanced, but it seems like that would almost give credibility to a different form of repopulation. Oh, you're saying like... Like, like if they don't have the reproductive organs themselves, well, how do they get more? <laughs> <laughs> you know, reproductive organs are a very, very earthen concept. I um, guess so. Who even knows if, if spreading DNA and... and Spreading DNA, oh God. Uh, <laughs> who, who knows if, if genetic shuffling like that, like we do on Earth, is even a viable strategy for these life yeah, forms, you know? that's true. Everything about an alien should be seen as different. Because yeah. they are. They're from a completely different world. Everything we developed is on our planet, which means none of it is from somewhere else. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I think another interesting part, too, was this This might have been the most interesting thing. There was apparently one specimen that was still alive that Einstein got a chance to saw. See, I guess. <laughs> and that, yeah, see, saw. <laughs> and basically, uh, Dr. Wright was able to go in and kind of observe from the outside. Apparently, the specimen looked very injured and close to death. It's kind of grumbling, didn't really have much to say or whatever. But the point was, is... There was something that was still alive. And I think we can both agree that the other nine or, you know, other five, whichever account you believe, was basically, you know, probably died from the crash, right? Yeah. Like, you know, got got T-boned by an Uber in space, something exactly, like that, yeah, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, re- the real question is, is like, are they able to get... <laughs> Can you imagine that the only reason that they don't come back is because they were nearly, like, landed fucking some Uber T-boned them just on the street? <laughs> like, no, <laughs> Earth is hostile. We can't go back here. Like, it's just, it's just a random stranger because they've got their cloaking device on, you know, yeah. and they immediately get hit by a car and explode. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, the whole point is, is, like, 
it seems like they can get here. So what does that technology mean for, like, apparently we have this disc-shaped vehicle, this UFO or UAP if you're a complete nerd and don't like things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this UAP was uh, recovered, and that means it's in the possession of the U.S. military. Yeah. Uh, we're definitely going to get knocks on our doors for this, aren't we? <laughs> we are, and you know what? If... I don't know. It's just another story for the Graves cast, right? Exactly, yeah. U.S. government, don't worry. I'm not planning on doing anything with this knowledge. <laughs> um, they have the craft still, which means yeah. that in the past 30 years, they've done something with it. There's no way that that kind of technology would just get shelved and moved somewhere else. They, are, I, I mean, they have the opportunity to harness it, right, for their own ideals and whatever they want to do. Exactly, especially bringing in top physicists like Albert Einstein to analyze these craft. Um, maybe there's even some kind of like joint, I don't know, partnership between the top, top of the U S government and these aliens. You know what? That's where I disagree. I think that's fucking egotistical as hell. Why is the U S the center of everything? Why is the U S like the connection between us and earth? Well, that's a great question. A lot of us, us <laughs> and, uh, wherever they're from. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, uh, UFO debunkers. That's one of the arguments I hear a lot is that, you know, so many sightings are in the United States. Why do aliens like the United States? Why does Bigfoot like the United States? You why, know? why not China? Why not Russia? Exactly. Or do we even know? Like they could. Well, well, China and Russia are pretty sensor heavy. I don't think we'd know there. Exactly. <laughs> so maybe they've had a lot more sightings and maybe they're the ones in contact with them. That's true. Think about Europe, though. Like, I, when's the last time you heard of a European UFO? What would a European UFO even look like? <laughs> uh, 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 I don't think we should go into that territory. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So, I don't know. I think in the end, it's an interesting story. I, I think the most important thing to mention, too, is the reason why I think this account is so special. I mean, obviously, you have the Einstein connection, but I also think it's important because this was something that was only revealed after death. Yes. And revealed, like, it's only been revealed to the public ears, like, what, like, 15 years after Declassified? Yep, this is... So Dr. Wright had no reason to, like, there was no incentive. Like, it's not like she was telling the story to someone else, you know, again, financial gain. Yeah. Or, like, she was looking for popularity. She did it because she wanted to spread the information. Exactly, exactly. Someone like her is in the pursuit of truth and knowledge and the furtherment of our society, hopefully. Yep. Um, and she has no reason to keep that under wraps. There's no way that they could punish her. Yep. Um, oh, my God. That's, you know, if if they're like, hey, you better keep this quiet. Yeah. Uh, and then she's like, the world has to know about this. What are you going to do? Well, tell everyone when they're dead. Yeah, because there's exactly. nothing they can do to stop you. But then there's also the issue is, is if you tell them when you're dead, then there's no way of really communicating that. Right. Guaranteeing like basically they can, they can just say, yep, they had dementia. They're crazy or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, like you have no way of defending your point, which is why, I mean, you've got the account, which is great. And it's great if you can believe it. But if the person who's alive is going to be able to defend themselves against a dead person, right? Exactly. That account's worth a lot, but it's not worth more than, you know, having someone there who can actually argue back and forth, right? I think if there's next steps to proving the validity of this, it would be trying to find record of Albert Einstein's whereabouts. Yeah? Yeah. I think he's probably hanging out with Tupac in I... the Arctic. <laughs> <laughs> not right now. I mean... <laughs> 
on on the day that they were supposed to go down there. You know, oh. are there are there records of travel? Are there we're, no? You know, apparently, there are no records. Like really? Yeah, that's what they're saying in the article there. So I don't know. Like that's what uh, Doctor Wright was saying as well. So who knows? Who I mean, knows? maybe there's something out there. Maybe there's like a lost journal, like hidden in the walls of Albert Einstein's like childhood home or something. You never know. Yeah. So. I guess the way I'm going to, I have one question to ask you before we uh, get off this topic. So after talking about this, I was, you know, watching Chucky, you know, good TV series so far. And of course, right yeah. after I saw an advertisement, actually, no, it was the start of the show. There's a new show with Demi Lovato's alien stuff where she goes with herself, her sister Dallas and her best friend matthew scott something and they apparently go around the world trying to you know find alien relics or stuff like that oh and very cool honestly probably the shittiest show ever worst reality show ever but <laughs> the interesting part was i looked online and demi lovato says that calling them aliens calling extraterrestrials aliens is a derogatory term just quickly do you agree do you disagree you know what I'm going to I'm going to be the weird one and say that I agree. What? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah, they're aliens, man. No, no, you can't say that. No, 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 no. Alien means someone who's who's from elsewhere, but the aliens, they're not from elsewhere. They're just from not Earth, you know, extraterrestrial. Are we going the crystal skull method where they're not <laughs> from outside here, they're between spaces? Oh god, don't even get me started on extra-dimensional beings. <laughs> In that case, I think, you know what, it's probably best to skew more towards our Halloween topic set. Of course, of course. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. So, the first thing I did want to talk about is, throughout high school, I think most of the school knew you as the guy who just had the most badass Halloween costumes. I I did, I did, yeah. So, back in high school, you know, were you ever a huge League of Legends fan? No, actually. But you dressed Um, up as who? Well, okay. That wasn't my first one, but we'll go with this story. Uh, first one, first to me. Yeah, of course. Um, so I, I wasn't big into League of Legends, but my friend tried to get me into it. Uh, and when I when I started, you know, it was it was just of the launch of the new champion, Tom Kench, the River King. And something about this big boy was just so appealing to me. He's a massive fish. Okay. Uh, and he's also a demon, and he makes deals with people to, like, send them up the river or something. Okay, And I, I saw that, and I saw this gaping maw of his, and I, I felt a connection, and I knew I had to make a costume and be yeah. this fish man. <laughs> what was the process of making that? Because, dude, like, I'm telling you guys, just from a first-hand account here, he looked like Tom Kench. I mean, look at a photo if you don't believe me. I... <laughs> Didn't know what it was before I saw it, but dude, like you had it down pat. Yeah, like, keep your eyes peeled at conventions because who knows, I might crack the costume out again. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, the process actually started out a lot with research because okay. I didn't know what I was doing at all, um, and my research led me to a lot of furries um, <laughs> because furries have fantastic costume making tutorials, and just a lot of other cosplayers, and and they pointed to. The key ingredient being different kinds of foams. Okay. Uh, so Tom Kench is actually just pretty much a foam exoskeleton that is in his shape that I'm just inside. And because it's foam, I can move however I want. He'll bend into that shape. Okay. Um, and a lot of the process was really uh, taking the 3D model from the game itself that I, I found online and making it into a paper craft. 
Yeah. And blowing that up and then tracing it out on foam and then cutting that out and putting it back together like I was making a paper craft, but just out of you know flexible yeah. material. And it ended up looking in the right shape. And it worked out. And you know what? You entered a costume contest with that, didn't you? And I won unanimously. There you go. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you're up against like Schrodinger's cat and I think what? The chicken and the egg? Yeah. And, and someone dressed as Daredevil from Marvel's Daredevil. You know what? I think it's pretty unanimous. Yeah. You want to give uh, the listeners a little bit of a sense of what else you've done, costume-wise? Well, one year, um, I made a, a, a puppet-ish dinosaur. It was it was about full-size Utah raptor. Yeah. Um, where my legs were its legs, and then inside the body, I had this, like, steering wheel that I could use to control the neck and the head. And I could, like, I had a little lever to open and close the mouth. I could make it look around from inside. And, and it scared so many children, I didn't even mean to. <laughs> we hot glued a, a bag into its mouth so yeah. it looked like it was holding it so I could go to a door and, like, you know, still trick or treat Did with it. Did you do that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's badass, man. Oh, oh, just wait. I went up to this one house in a very fancy neighborhood. They were very clearly having a party because there was, like, lights going, you know, people inside. My dad rings the doorbell because I can't get out of this costume yeah. to reach it. And then he runs away. And the guy opens the door. He's like, oh, man, that's awesome. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't go in. Uh, you didn't party. Come I had on. I had other obligations, but I <laughs> almost <Other> obligations. <laughs> I almost made it into a into a Halloween party, a very big house. There you go. Yeah, not bad, not bad. So what what's been your favorite then, out of all your Halloween costumes? Oh, it's got to be Tom Kench. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, aside from the fact that I got stopped in the hallway at high school and someone was like, "Are you Tom Kench from League of Legends?" I'm like. Yeah, I am Tom Kench from League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> and that was um, your fir- first like moment where you're proud of yourself. Yeah, finally, after all those years. Uh, finally, after 15 years, <laughs> I was proud of myself for the first time. Um, I don't know how old I was. I, <laughs> uh, probably like 13, 14, grade nine, somewhere around there. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I like Tom Kench because it, it had a really high fidelity to it. I focused yeah. a lot on getting the the details right. Um, you know, I, I tailored his clothing to him, yep. got the cufflinks right. I made a little tiny hat that I, oh, I loved that hat so much. Did it's keep, since been squished. <laughs> you didn't keep some of the components? No, he's all, he's all in the basement actually. Okay. Yeah. He's ready to be, ready to be taken out whenever Tom Kench needs to save the world again. Not bad. Not bad. And it smells bad and moldy though. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like dead Tom Kench then. Yeah. He's been in the basement yeah. for seven years now. Damn, dude. I think my favorite, I've done a few. Well, you know, as a kid, I wasn't really into Halloween costumes. Like, I liked Halloween. I like getting the candy, obviously. But I think I had like six years in a row. I just dressed up as a vampire. <laughs> like, just super, like, uninspiring or whatever. And then when I got to high school, I thought, you know what? I want to put a little bit of an effort in. So. Yeah. I I think I was like a nerd herder one year from Chuck. I did uh, Marty McFly. Yeah, I remember that, was, that. That was actually a really fun one, and that set my style for the rest of high school, man. Yes, it I, did. <laughs> <laughs> I got a uh, jean jacket just for that costume, and I wore that the rest of the four years. You still wear that sometimes. Not No, I'm now more leather jacket, but yeah, no, uh-huh. on occasion. <laughs> I, I tried to get a new one from uh, Walmart the other day, but they didn't have my size. Oh, that's so sad. I know, but... Why are you thinking about going as Marty again? No, I'm actually... My favorite of all time was I went as uh, John McClane. 
So I love. Yes, Dude. I remember that. I love Die Hard three. Hot take: Die Hard three is better than Die Hard one. They're you know what? They're both pretty close, but you just gotta love Samuel Jackson, the nonstop action of it all and everything. So yeah, yeah, but we can save this discussion for the Christmas special. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But <laughs> yeah, so I dressed up as John McClane and. I literally figured it out, like, we were going to the bar for a costume contest that night. Right. And so three hours before, I was telling my buddy Chung, I was like, you know what, man, I'm going as John McClane. Let's go get this shit. <laughs> so we probably went around to, like, three different Walmarts. We went to two different thrift stores, and some of it was good. It was like, you know, I found some undershirts, you know, dirt, dirtied it up a bit, got some fake blood. I had to buy a pack of six for that, pay, like, $25 for the undershirt that fucking sucked but anyway like at the thrift store the biggest thing i ran into was i couldn't find a police badge oh no called walmart called everywhere else couldn't find it so what i had to do is i had to buy a like disposable black container i bought a necklace and i bought a cheesy sheriff's badge oh yes basically i went back i cut out like the badge part i ripped up the necklace put that around and basically stuck the stir- <laughs> ah, stuck the sheriff's badge on with hot glue oh and we were ready to go Unfor- i love that unfortunately i didn't uh i missed the costume contest because we were doing karaoke and pool but you know what still a fun night overall yeah yeah it's worth it if you had fun <laughs> one of the most fucking creative costumes i saw there there were two girls who came around they're like dressed in pink and they sprayed everyone with a spray bottle guess what their costume was flamingos they were wet dreams. Oh my god. <laughs> it was just fucking hilarious to see that, man. But I think it's also interesting to talk about. What is the weirdest or like the worst Halloween costume you've seen? That is a good question. Uh, how about you go first? <laughs> I think mine has to go back to probably, I think, probably around grade 11, grade 10. We had a fellow in our grade, very nice individual very uh, enthusiastic about Halloween and everything. And so for his costume, I don't know if, I think it was from some anime or something, but he he dressed as a sexy cat. (laughs) And don't get me wrong, you know what? Whoever you want can dress as a sexy cat, but he was shown quite a bit of skin. So (laughs) (laughs) needless to say, you know what? Uh, Probably my least favorite Halloween costume I've ever seen. It, it was it was out of context. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know what? If you're listening to this, you know what? Great Halloween costume. You know, I, I love the effort you put in. You know, great guy. But man, it, it just it wasn't the right year, man. It wasn't yeah. the right year. Um. Well, for mine, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna throw it back to like grade, probably six or seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, and this is, this could be a relatable experience cause I'm, I'm sure this happens a lot. Um, and no offense, uh, <laughs> to the, to the guy who did this, if he's listening, I'm sure he's not, but, um, all the way back there, you know, I was all into it. I, once I dressed as Link, so I, you dressed up as Link. Yeah. Yeah. I sewed, well, my mom helped. <laughs> so like a whole green tunic for it, you know, and then, then you have the other end of the spectrum, the kids who don't put any effort in it, And that's what we're going to focus on. There was this all one right, all right. that, <laughs> he had a scream mask, but it was like one of those silly ones that like yeah, yeah, the yeah. mouth bends and it had like an exposed heart that you could squeeze and it would make blood go all over it. Right. It was a cool mask, but he just wore that and then normal street clothes. <laughs> so wow. it's like from the neck down, you're a six year old. <laughs> yeah. And then from the head up, you're, you know, a 
spooky mask wearer. But there's no cohesiveness to it, you know? Sounds like a smart guy, though. A six-year-old in grade six? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I I, <laughs> I don't know my ages. Uh, um, I don't even know my own age. Yeah, no. What am I, 42? Uh, but yeah, so no cohesiveness? Uh, yeah, I don't think there's, there's cohesiveness or thought put into that. It's just wearing a costume to get into the spirit of the, 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 I want to say event, what's it called? Holiday. Yeah. You know? The holiday spirit, you know? No, no, holiday spirit's for nerds. You've got to go all out. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that for nerds? No. No? No, that's for geeks. Oh. Yeah, yeah, sorry. There's a difference. Yes, I know. Yeah. And what, what might that difference be? Uh, nerds are... Nerd, nerds are candy. No, geek, no, no, no. Geek is the classification of person. Needs are, n- nerds are into pop culture. Geeks are into math. Okay. That's I, the I, difference. I, I see where you're going from there. <laughs> so, yeah, you know what? No cohesiveness, just not in the spirit. Yeah. Didn't go all out. Yeah, no. And you know what? Yeah, some those are some of the worst ones. It's kind of like those people at Christmas time where they just put a wreath out and nothing else. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, uh, at the classic Halloween party where you go in and there's just people in swimsuits and they're like, ah, I'm spaghetti. And you're like, how are you spaghetti? You're holding a picture that you printed out of spaghetti and you're wearing a swimsuit. Oh, God, dude. I had, I had an <laughs> idea for this year. It was going to be so fucking stupid. I have a squid hat. <laughs> so I was going to put on a squid hat and then like put a necklace around like an NES cartridge or something. Say I'm squid game. Oh my God. I knew where you were going with that. The moment you, <laughs> you know, actually for this year I was, I was considering cause I'm, I'm big into squid game. Um, oh, I try to hide it because the people around me don't like it. Not, not don't like the show, but they don't like that. I'm into it as much as I am. Okay. okay. I, I get, I get obnoxiously, uh, obsessive. Um, and I wanted to be one of the guards. That's kind of cool. Or maybe the front man. Um, But because I've got a 3D printer at home, I can just design and print their mask and have like a perfect one-to-one replica, you know? You should consider it, man. Yeah, I do do still have time. It's not Halloween yet. (laughs) Will be when you're listening, though. Oh, yeah. So I guess (laughs) we'll get get an update then of what you end up going with. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, I, I'm going back as John McClane again. Of course. I lost the fucking sheriff's badge, so now I have to create it all over. I bought the same stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's, although I had to buy, like, a little, like, a little girl's headband with a little police hat coming out of it with the badge on it, so uh. <laughs> it's, it's new this time around, new to me, at least. So, uh, when can we expect the Gravescast John McClane DIY costume tutorial? <laughs> Never, man. Maybe next year. <laughs> Next, next year we'll do it, assuming we don't... Dude, imagine that guy, like, follows us again, just, like, middle of the night, wake up, and you see the flashlight turn on oh, as the God. scythe comes down right into your chest. You look out the window and you just see the flashlight running away. It's weird. You you, you thought he was a jogger, but... Was he... Could he have been, like, the guard... Or, like, the groundskeeper? Maybe, but what was he doing going back and forth? Like, if he was just waiting for us to leave, why wouldn't he come up to the car? I know, right? Like, you know what? I, I think it's a case where you're, like, more scared. You're sketched out now, aren't you? Too? Yeah, you're, yeah. You're looking so outside the car. For the people who can't see because it's a podcast, I am, like, looking everywhere. <laughs> it's, dude, it's just the spirit of Halloween, man. Like, yeah. Okay, now you're making me look around. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's creepy, but, I, I mean, we're, we're safe now. There's, there's cars out there. We don't know what's behind us. I mean, there's a locked gate, but... You know what? I, I think we'll be safe. We Thanks, can... Nick. 
you hold on to the mic, you hold on to the laptop, and we'll drive the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'll hold on to the, the handle to keep myself safe. <laughs> yeah, you definitely need that. So, <laughs> now, going along again with the Halloween spirit, yeah. we've obviously got to tell a couple scary stories. Oh, of course, of course. Now, I don't really have a Halloween scary story, because you know what? As much as I'd want a supernatural experience to happen to me... I've never had a supernatural experience happen to me. That's so sad. I know. You know what? I just want ghosts on the walls or, you know, like fucking Bloody Mary popping up one of these days. But nope. I guess I'm just not cool enough. No, no, you're not. So my mine's a little more, I guess, of a true John Carpenter classic. Oh. So it was summertime. It's probably around like 11 at night. This was back in high school, probably around grade 10, grade 11, back when we had driver's licenses. Yeah, yeah, the good days. Yeah, you know, mine's current. I'm still waiting on my new one now because it was expired. How did we drive here? (laughs) I have a temporary, don't worry. Okay, good, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, anyway, so we were out, we were hanging out at the park, just enjoying, like, hanging out like kids do, you know, those cool kids, just playing grounders, 11 o'clock at night, and so we're talking, just hanging out, and... This weird guy on a bicycle comes up, and he's he comes to the front of the park. Was he turning his light on and off? No, no, no. He just he just came up to the park, and he's like, "Kids, hey kids," and we're like, "What the fuck is this guy saying to him?" Like we we had a couple like it was me. You might have heard Darren on this podcast, and a couple of our uh, female friends, and so like Darren and them were like, "What's going on? Like what? What? Who? Who is this?" And basically, he shouts again. He's like, are you the fucking kids who yelled at me and told me to fuck off? I was like, we're like, no, no, we, we don't know who that is. Well, like, we, we just drove here. He's like, okay, well, if you see them, tell them I'm coming for them. Oh, my God. And so, we were cre- we were already creeped out as is. And you know what? We we stayed around a little bit longer. We hung out a bit. but I, I would have been home I know, honestly, like... It was sketchy. Um, so we, we just hung out. The guy left on his bicycle. So I was like, okay, it's one guy, nothing too scary. Just for the record, on this side of town, there's a few halfway houses. Yeah. So you know what? It's There's some people who are in recovery, some people who, you know, have need, need a little bit of extra care. And then there's some people who are just downright crazy like this guy. And I don't know, maybe there were kids, maybe there weren't kids, maybe they were all in his mind. So as we were leaving, I don't know why, but I thought it'd be funny. We had the windows rolled down and as we were going down the street, I <laughs> I said, help, we're being kidnapped. And you know, everyone got a good laugh out of it. And as we were coming up to the next intersection, I'm on the right side of the vehicle, just uh, on the back seat, and Darren was to the left of me. Yeah. And I looked to the left, looking at Darren, and that guy is right outside the open window, like literally could reach in and grab one of us. And he looks at us with a huge smile and says, I heard what you said. I already called the police. They're coming after you, kids. And I just look over at Darren, and I start laughing because... You know what, Darren in our small little town, he knew quite a few people. His family, you know, had quite a few friends. So I, I looked at him and I was like, <laughs> your friend's just playing a joke on us. What, what the shit is this? And basically, like, as we're driving away, he just kept screaming at us. You better run. You better run. You better run. And I, you know, thought nothing of it. And I just tapped Darren on the shoulders like, damn, that was good, man. Like, you know that guy, right? And he just looks at me like with the most numb expression. He's like, I have no idea who that is and you know like our driver she was freaked out 
and we got home and we struggled to sleep the our driver there she actually sent us a snapchat she took a few she actually took a few shots of vodka when she got home because she just you know what not the best coping strategy but in a moment like that like you're just kind of shell-shocked so yeah i i never came across that guy again for all i know he wasn't even like a resident of our town it's just it was a one and done and that's always been kind of one of the freakiest stories i've ever come across why i am speechless i am scared and your expression that you made when you said that quote worse than the whole story (laughs) creepiest smile i've ever seen i know like it's i I don't know for all we know just could have been what like couple little bit of issues you know getting treatment for it right but yeah at the time just super freaked out and i mean never saw that guy like you normally see a bunch like you you know the people who lives in those houses you see them around town but i never saw this guy again wow well that that gives me second thoughts about bringing like a coffee out to the sign guy that's your side of the tracks man yeah (laughs) you gotta be scared (laughs) oh my goodness so, uh, do you do you have any scary stories then for everyone? Well, I got one, but it's nothing like that. <laughs> a little more on the supernatural side. Oh, are you talking about my UFO encounter? Uh, you know what? You can share that after we 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 tease them enough about that. So, all right, give right. your story first, and then just give a little bit of a summary. All right. Well, this isn't supernatural. I don't know where you're getting that from. <laughs> um, uh, well, this was actually uh, in my first year of university, I believe. Okay. Uh, we were out trick or treating. Um, oh. yeah, yeah. On Halloween, uh, I got my friends, you know, we were all like, oh, you know, it'd be hilarious. What if we go out trick-or-treating? Get it? Because we're adults. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How old were you at this time? Like 20, 19? I believe I was actually 18 because I'm a late baby. Okay. So uh, kind of an adult, maybe not the full way there. Because yeah, we, I, I know I was sad in my first year, I wasn't allowed to go to any of the campus events because they were oh, 19, 19 plus. plus. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so we go trick or treating, right? We're going around, and it's the college town beside my campus where all the kids are renting their little houses. You know, everything's going fine. Um, we're having a having a great old time. We're getting candy. We actually just brought our pillowcases. <laughs> we're actually filling our pillowcases like it was 1982 or something. Yeah. Uh, and we're in the sketchiest part of the neighborhood. It's the furthest that we can get from the school. Um, and there is one house on the corner. So it's like a U-shaped street that loops back onto this main drag. Okay. And there's a corner. Um, and there's this house. So we're going on the other side of the road. And then and then the other side of the road sort of ends and it goes into a field that's like unfinished buildings. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're stopping at houses. We're stopping at houses. I turn around and I see that one of the houses has changed a little bit. The upstairs window has turned on. And okay. we're being watched. Did you see, like, the reflection of someone? Like We what? saw the silhouette of someone oh, in the window. Oh, okay. And they were staring down at us. And we just, we were like, okay, that's creepy, but we're on this side of the road, so yeah, they can't yeah. hurt us. They can't get you. Yeah. You know. Um, so we, uh, you know, we just keep going through the houses, and they move from the window that's, like, so we were on the side of the house that was closer to the back, and they were in that back window area. Yeah. We go further the other way, and they move windows. And they're still watching us. Wow. We make it to the end of the road. Yeah. Right? Last house before we have to cross the street, go on their side, and walk past that house to keep going. Yeah. Uh, I look up, and they're gone. 
and all the lights in the house are off. And we go, we walk across the street, we go right, and as we are walking past the porch lights and the lights like in that front little area just flick on. And <laughs> we were considering maybe stopping at this house. You should have stopped off, man. Why? I maybe they were just eager that there's trick or treaters, you know. Maybe. I mean, college town, right? It's not it's not alive. You know, 18 and 19 year olds going trick or treating. <laughs> so, you know what? Maybe they're like, finally, someone's come here. But we have so much candy. I just didn't like how long they watched us for. I know. That's kind of creepy. Why would they wait for us to walk past their house to turn the light on? Like, yeah, that's, come here, kids. That's something. Yeah, that's something I don't understand because it's like. If it was really that big of a concern, they could just turn the porch light on, right? Yeah, right. If they, if the moment they saw us trick-or-treating and they wanted us to come to the house, they could have gone downstairs and turned on the porch light. Maybe they were, like, sizing you up, like, thinking, like, huh. Are can, they going to come here? Can we... Can are we, they going to turn around? Can we jab them with this needle? Yeah, How exactly. How strong are they? How many of them are there? Are they with anyone? There was five of us. Okay, okay. You know, if it's some type of, like, Leatherface-type family, there's probably enough of them to take out you guys. My God. Well, there was only one in the window. Okay. That's the story. It's very mundane, but it was very scary in the moment. It's... Because it was late at night. It was raining. Um, we were soaked and had a bags of candy. Yeah. <laughs> you guys go with the classic pillowcase? Yeah, yeah. I already said that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not exactly detail-oriented. Well, I'm not exactly listening. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, um just that's yeah it's just creepy man yeah moral of the story is we survived because we didn't go to that house that was also an interesting night though because you've told me about that before and since the students were living there that wasn't the only to like when you were out in uh high school with the dinosaur costume that wasn't the only time you were offered to come in and party right what didn't they offer you, like, didn't you go buy a couple of frat houses and they offered you beers? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a few frat houses that are like the residences here and then you just walk around the corner. Um, and they were like having garage parties Yeah, and we were like, trick or treat. They're like, we don't have candy. Do you want beer? <laughs> <laughs> they invite you in as well to come party? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, uh, well, they, they invited us to come in and then we were like, no, we're trick or treating. And they're like, all right, then come back. <laughs> after <laughs> damn you should have gone back man i was tempted to share some candy with them afterwards that would have been cool yeah i have you considered doing it again or is it kind of at the point where no, i love trick-or-treating it's so fun so much fun did you ever get to go to those campus events because of covid nope <sighs> nope i i i've never gone to a, a a halloween event at my school dude that's so disappointing yeah. i'm so sorry to hear that which is sad because like halloween is one of my favorite favorite holidays and you've graduated now right yeah so. i'm out in the real world hopefully uh ubisoft has good halloween parties you think i doubt it i've heard nothing and it's halloween week. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a zoom halloween party that's just how it's going yeah. now right i can't wait to be back in the office so i can like cosplay as the main character of the game we're working on or something that could be pretty enjoyable man yeah. <laughs> So, about the UFO encounter then, we, we did tease it kind of at the start. Yeah. And you know what, your account might be a little misguided compared to Dr. Wright's, but I, th I think it's still worth hearing. So. Well, so... I was here for that, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, yeah, you were there, uh, Braden was there. Yep. Uh, I don't know if he went by a pseudonym when he was on the podcast. <laughs> I think we called him Braden Kelp or Braden Jonas. <laughs> yep, yeah, Braden Jonas. Um, uh, we were all playing Frisbee, I think Wahlberg was there too. 
Quite possibly. Yeah, we were playing frisbee. It was broad daylight, you know, out in the park. Um, and, you know, all my friends noticed that they've, the frisbee was thrown to me and it's dropped to the floor. And they're like, what's up, Pratt? And I'm looking to the sky because I see something up in the air. Very, very, very far away. And uh, I don't think you guys believe me. No, I know I Braden I, didn't. I remember not believing you at the time. I was like, dude, you're fucking crazy. I'm like, guys, there is something up there. There's something flying above us. Yeah. And it was really far away because it was really, really small. And it was moving fairly fast. So I took out my phone. Um, yeah. And I, 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 I took, you took a photo. Yeah. I took a picture. It gets better. That picture gets better. So I, I took a picture. I zoom in. I take a picture. I look at it and it looks like the lunar lander. There's a jet of like fire coming out of the bottom. It's got legs up on the sides and it's like a capsule. Do you still have that photo? I don't. Why? Wait, what do you mean you don't have the photo? It disappeared. I don't believe that, man. Come on. It deleted itself off of my phone. You're fucking with me. No, I'm not. (laughs) Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. What? I mean, that... That is scary. I have no clue because I went looking for it. I'm like, oh, wait, I still have that picture. I can, like, I was telling someone the story. Yeah. I can show you the UFO. It wasn't there. Was it replaced with anything or just it photo was gone. gone? All my other photos were still there. Just that one was gone. It's it's scary how much phone companies have. Like, that's the scariest thing about this podcast, how much control phone companies have. I mean, you've heard about the new Apple thing, right? Where they want to have access to, like, they want to be able to put something in your photos so that they can detect, like, child abuse or something. Well, I mean, that's for a good cause. I know, but the privacy... I'm not exactly pro-child abuse. <laughs> no, me neither, but, like, the privacy ramifications, right? Like... It, it's it's a it's a it's the, oh so it's it like a, analyzes every photo yeah it's a slippery slope right so yeah. like what if they see you and you know probably at miss at 18 with a bud light do they obviously they're not going to report that but what if it's like something else right and what then, if it's photographic evidence well how do we know that the government's not already doing that the government is already totally doing that but that gives them it, it brings it closer to having it be more socially acceptable yeah right yeah and I think that's where the slip, like slippery slope is a right, fallacy, right? right? Like, yeah. you know, you could say, well, you know what, if I, you know, get assigned this chore today, then you're just going to assign me a new chore tomorrow. So it, it is kind of skeptical. It, it is skepticism. Boiling right? the frog. Yeah. Right. So in, in one regard, it's like, yeah, you know what, it might not even happen, but at the same time, I don't want, they have enough measures to deal with that shit. Especially since the government can access it whenever they need to, right? Yeah. And if they, they can get warrants and everything. So I just, I think that's a privacy invasion. And I'm not down for that. I think they have the right to because it's their device. Ooh. But I think it's a privacy invasion. So, like, you... I, I think they have the right to, but it's not morally right. Okay, I'd agree. But the whole point is, is like, I'm an iPhone user. You're an iPhone user. Are you, like, would you keep it around? Like, would you be comfortable? I don't. I don't even want my iPhone. No. No. I. Thought, I, I, I got this because it was free. <laughs> I thought you were a proud iPhone user. No. 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 I can't. I'm. Oh. I'm a game developer by trade. Uh, uh, Nick. So I like phones that let me hack. <laughs> <laughs> An iPhone is designed to keep me out of its files. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I. I got a better sense of that then. Wow. <laughs> She's mad. All right. Well, I'm, I'm learning so much now. Yeah, the Halloween podcast. And now, be, be, being a more creative guy, I want to hack into this stuff. 
I think we're, we're looking for ways to life hack too. And we, we've got common uh, interest in Scooby-Doo. You know? Yeah. We, I didn't actually watch it much. I watched it a bit as a kid, but no, I definitely watched it as a kid. What am I talking about? Yeah, you did yeah. too. Well, my mom was a really, really big Scooby-Dooer. Oh, uh, so it's like generational? Yeah, it was like, okay, kids, it's time to watch Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> what was your most uh, vivid memory? Like, what was the one you remember the most? Like, either episode one? Because I don't really remember the episodes. I remember the movies, like yeah. the 2000s movies. Yeah, it's hard to remember the uh, episodes. The one movie that really stuck with me was the, um, I think it was Cyber Chase. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Scooby-Doo and the Sky- Cyber Chase, when he goes into the computer simulation of their, like, greatest feats. I say yeah. he... I mean the Scooby Gang, uh, <laughs> because I can I can picture the like poor animation quality of yeah. like the tar monster because it was supposed to be like the old animation. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean you have that. Mine was Witch's Ghost. Like that was the one I always remember the most. Like yeah. the, everyone knows it's the one with the hex girls. Yeah, I didn't actually like Zombie Island back then, but after rewatching it, it's obviously the best one. I don't think you can contest that. Ooh 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 ooh! Actually, the Wiki Tiki. I don't know why. Oh. I had like a DVD copy of Scooby Doo versus the Wiki Tiki or something like that, and they like go to Hawaii. Is it Aloha Scooby Doo? It's Aloha yeah, Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And then they're like the solution. Spoiler alert, you know, <laughs> in case you want to watch Aloha Scooby Doo, but it turns out that the the little tiki's yeah. are robots being controlled by the one guy. Oh, okay. Oh, it was a really good one. So good memories, yeah. but. In the end, <laughs> this this might be the biggest spoiler we've ever told. Yeah. It's always a dude involved in a property scam. Exactly. So, if you've seen a ghost and, you know, you're claiming to, you know, I've seen the supernatural, you're going around on tour and stuff, really, it's probably just some dude dressed up in a costume looking to, like, repossess your house. Yeah, like that guy in the graveyard, he was probably just trying to scare us out of town. You think he's trying to repossess a 2012 fucking Dodge Grand Caravan? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although maybe he's trying to repossess our Scares kid. us out of it. We get you. We open the doors. We run. He gets in the van. <laughs> it's probably worth like, maybe he's desperate. Yeah, you never know. Then again, there is like probably like $400,000 worth of organs in this van. So. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, so... We thought it'd be interesting to come up with our own little hypothetical scenario. Yeah. You've heard, like, the super fight type stuff where it's like, ah, you know, Batman versus Superman. Who would win? You know, maybe we're on the planet, what, Krypton? Yeah. Maybe we're, you know, fighting with pool noodles. You've always got those. But I thought it'd be interesting to set up another hypothetical where me and Pratt here have come up with ideas of how we would run our own Scooby-Doo scam and haunt the Sky Dome. Yeah, yeah. So for anyone who's unfamiliar, the Sky Dome, uh, or the Rogers Center, as I believe it's called now, is the stadium that the Blue Jays, the Toronto Blue Jays, play at. It's just under the CN Tower. And if you need any more clarification than that, then you have to Google it. Yep. Uh, Rogers Center, Sky Dome, there's one other. Blue Jays Stadium. Yeah, Blue Jays Stadium. You can find it, guys. Yeah. So we just thought it was kind of a memorable enough place to mention, and I think we'll just get on with it. I'm interested to hear how it is you would haunt and really <laughs> fucking possess the Blue Jays Stadium. So what's your what's your plot, Pratt? What's your strat? Well, so here's here's where I'd start. You know, it's Blue Jays Stadium. Baseball is at the heart of it. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you did the same thing, but you have to be the ghost of a baseball player who died on the pitch. No. Uh, I 
I thought we'd have the same thing, but no. Really? Yep. Okay. Go okay. ahead. Go so, ahead. So I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be Scooby Doo and the Baseball Ghost. <laughs> Uh, um, you know, I'm going to be, uh, an MLB player who played for the Blue Jays and, and on the, the winning game, they were going to win the world series or something. I got hit in the head really hard with a baseball and I died while playing on the field in front of all the fans and they covered it up and they buried my body under the mound, the pitcher's mound where it's still there today. You know, uh, and it's the big conspiracy, right? And I want revenge because they buried me in the field that I died on. And they didn't give me any kind of ceremony. And they covered up the fact that I died. You Technically, know? they're all spitting on your grave, too, with the amount of chewing tobacco all those players are exactly, using. Exactly, exactly. See, I want revenge. Yeah, it's I as am, hell. I'm a vengeful ghost. Okay, okay. So here's the first thing I leverage. All right. The Sky Dome has these, like walkways of concrete around the seating area where sound really reverberates and you get like walkie talkies or radios or something right you hook them up in like a perfect like linked circle and now i can talk to anyone anywhere in this little walkway and i can make my voice travel around and because of the echo and the chamber that we're in it's going to carry really far and it's not going to be able to be pinpointed it's going to sound like it's coming from everywhere and nowhere at once. I'm going to be like, Ooh, I'm the MLB ghost. <laughs> the MLB ghost? <laughs> Jimmy, I think your Scooby-Doo movie will get fucking trashed for copyright infringement. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm going to flicker the lights or whatever because I actually, you know, me, I'm me. I work as a, a AV technician or something. Yeah. <laughs> um... You know, and then I'm going to, like, flick the lights off and then get in my big spooky costume, which is going to be, like, a guy with, like, a big baseball jutting out of his head, and he's, like, a half-decayed zombie, you know. And I'm going to I'm gonna cover myself in, like, glow-in-the-dark powder okay. so that I'll charge that up, and then I'll be glowing, and I'll, like, walk out, and I'll be like, Get out of my stadium! And then, right, piece de resistance. I'm going to wait for a lightning storm. <laughs> You're just standing on this field for, like, weeks on end? Yes, yes. No, 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 no. I'm going to wait until a lightning storm and a baseball game coincide by chance. Okay, okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. But, hey, 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 Meteor- meteorologist. I mean, that's the only job where you can be 95% wrong and still have your job. So exactly. That's going to be hard to line up, man. <laughs> well, so, I am going to, you know, get a harness ready. I'm going to hook it up to the, the Sky Dome's big gimmick. Because if you're not familiar with the Sky Dome, it earns its name because the dome that you're playing under can open up and show the sky. Yep. They close it when it's got, you know, rain or thunderstorms, whatever. Um, but I <laughs> am I'm, I'm going to hook two cables from myself all the way up to the, the lips of the Sky Dome. Okay. And then I'm going to get, like, a remote opener. And then I'm going to, like, go out on the field. You know how in, like, Scooby-Doo... Uh, at, like, third act, there's always, like, the moment where the bad guy is just in the crowd. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's gonna yeah. Be it. I'm going to be the ghost zombie guy, and I'm going to be the pitcher. And no one's going to think the wiser because I'm in a Blue Jays uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to shout, like, batter up, and then push the button, and then the Sky Dome is going to open, and the rain is going to start pouring in on everyone, and there's going to be lightning everywhere, and I'm going to start raising into the sky oh because my God. of these, these ropes that are connecting me to the dome, and as it's opening, it's pulling them further apart, so that's going to lift me up, and then I'm going to start, like, laughing maniacally, and then, like, the lightning's going to scare everyone out, and that's it. Sky Dome's closed. That's my plan. But... 
<laughs> how, how are you, you going to keep them out? Like, are they going to... Well, they saw a ghost there. The place is very clearly haunted. Someone went flying okay, into the Okay, but Blue Jays fans are pretty dedicated. Ah, sure. I'm sure they can find another place to play, too, though. True. Blue Jays, I, I've heard a lot of sports people are very superstitious. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. and comes, then comes in threes and all that stuff? I'll just make it clear, like, as the ghost, that the only way to repent from my misdeeds or burying me on the baseball pitch is to leave the stadium and abandon it. <laughs> There we go. That's my Scooby-Doo plot. Okay, okay. I like it. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> but how are you going to get the executives to agree with it? Uh, threaten to haunt them. <laughs> and then and then haunt them. So no one's in on this but you. No, no, it's just me. Okay, okay. All how right. else are they going to have the unmask moment? You oh, know? true. It's got to be just you. And what's your meddling kids moment? Well, they're going to catch me. Okay, yeah, but you like... Know? Fred's going to set up, like, a trap that, like, snips one of the ropes, and then I'll swing off to the side and then, like, you know, land in, like, a punching bag, and then that'll fall down. But then, you know, Shaggy and Scooby miss their cue, so then I won't be able to run after them. And then uh, and then eventually, like, I'm going to trip over Velma because she dropped her glasses and she's in the way. <laughs> and then and then they're going to, like, come up behind me and handcuff me and then take off the zombie mask, and it'll be me. And they'll be like, Jacob Prattley... <laughs> Now, if this was the U.S., you could probably sue them for endangerment and, like, abuse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I almost died. Suing the Scooby-Doo gang? (laughs) Taking their mystery machine from them? Scooby-Doo in the court of law? (laughs) Dude, there was actually... Okay, before we move on, there's a show called Harvey Birdman. Yeah? Do you know that? I... It, the name rings a bell. It's called Harvey Birdman, like, Bird Detective or something. Yeah. So he basically deals with all the old Hanna-Barbera characters and gets them out of sticky situations. So there's one episode where Shaggy and Scooby are going to go find the big green monster, and they have, like, smoke coming out of the mystery machine. There's a police officer that pulls them over. He's like, sir, sir, what's going on there? And Shaggy's obviously like, yeah, dude, we're just looking for the big green monster, man. Oh, my God. And then, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I need you get out of the van pulls out his gun like fucking drive off and <laughs> they eventually catch him and so it's basically a court case between shaggy and scooby and the judge because it's like yeah these guys are smoking weed like you know this is a class five misdemeanor and he's got to get them out of it so oh my god they basically wrap it up where fred comes in it's like there was a big green monster and yeah so <laughs> it's 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 something to give a watch if you guys haven't seen it it's fucking hilarious but yeah i thought Mine would take a similar direction to yours. Mine's actually quite different, if I do say so myself. Really? I've always found the best way to tackle this stuff is through lore, right? Do you do this often? Look, I with the Canada housing crisis, it's already hard enough to find a house. <laughs> so you gotta find a creative way to outbid everyone else. Yep. Anyway, it's dude, like one point one million dollar suburbs house. How can you buy that? I don't know. Okay, side tangent. I'm like tempted to like tell my family list the house for like three million because if we can get that, you know, I'm packing. You're packing, but then I mean, like, <laughs> where are you buying another house? Uh, anywhere that's less than three million. Trust me, man. It, if it, you can get another house for one million, you're just pocketed too. I guess, I guess, but still, it's it's <laughs> this something is off topic. Oh yeah. Okay. So mine, basically, I think you gotta go with the lore. Okay, so yeah. I looked into a little bit of the Blue Jays Stadium, Rogers Rogers Center, whatever you want to call it, and it turns out they had an old mascot. <gasps> you know what the mascot's name was? It is so creative. Oh, it's... for Skydome. Mm, no, no, no. It was a turtle called 
Domer. Oh my god. Domer is such a stupid... Yeah, Sky Dome. Domer. The- oh, oh, I know what they did. No, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, anyway, so basically it was a turtle. And it was it was pretty pitiful. Like, when they first revealed him, they brought him out as a balloon. That was all he was as a mascot. I don't think that's much of a mascot. No, but eventually, you know, they got a whole suit. Looked a little better than Franklin, if I do say so myself from the photos. Wow. And then, eventually, in the 90s, they just stopped using the guy. <gasps> they replaced the mascot. With what? Nothing? I think it might have been nothing at first, but obviously with the Blue Jays, they've got their own Blue Jay mascot named Ace. Right, right. So, I figured, what's scarier than having, you know, some old history come back to light? So, I thought, okay, you know what? I would be angry about being replaced as a mascot. Yeah. If I'm making, like, $3,000 per game running around fucking, you know, doing cartwheels and shit, I don't want to give that job up. So, I came up with a theory. I thought, what if the guy didn't leave? What if he just died and they replaced him? (gasps) So, maybe there's a secret room in the Rogers Center. Maybe it's like a boiler room. Maybe it's like, you know, the room behind the popcorn stand. And it's just been locked for years upon years. So I think obvious, I think the best testimonies are always the ones that are spontaneous. Like if you had the top executive at the Rogers Center saying, hey, you know what? We, uh, we found this body. Like, you know, it could be a scam. Yeah. But what you do is you hire a new guy. And you say, hey, man, can you go down the hall and grab me some extra popcorn from that room? Knowing that it's right across from the secret room. Oh, no. He opens the door. You see the ripped up mascot costume and a, just a decaying body inside, all bloody. <sighs> oh, God. The guy locked himself in. I can see where this inspiration came from. <laughs> <laughs> He's not. It's not a spring lock suit. Uh-huh. But anyways. <laughs> you see him at the safe room? Ah, yes, he's sealed up. He was just left for dead. <laughs> and he's pissed off about that. Yeah. So basically, I don't, I don't know. I don't know whether I'd be more pissed off about re- being replaced or just being left. Like, no, no one cares about Domer. Maybe he just was a shitty mascot. I don't know. I'd, I'd hurt worse getting getting right. Yeah. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. So basically, I figured, you know, maybe that guy wants revenge. So like I said, you send the new hire out. He finds the dead body. Maybe he tells his supervisor, maybe he doesn't. Either way, rumor spreads around. And when the media comes around, he's going to fucking rat. He's got no loyalty making fucking $14 an hour handing out popcorn to these angry fucking Blue Jays fans. Yeah. So you know what? He's, he's going to go to the media. And then, I guess similar to you, on one of those, it doesn't have to be a dark and stormy night, but when the Leafs are about to, or not the Leafs. <laughs> when the Maple Leafs are about to win the World <laughs> Series. <laughs> When the Blue Jays are about to win, you know, they got their good game going. Yeah. The game at the final pitch, he caught the lights darken. The Sky Dome closes. Oh, closes? Yep. Ooh, we're The lights reverse. come back on. You have aced the Blue Jay mascot out there, like cheering, like, woohoo, we got this. And Domer comes back out. The lights come back on, and the Blue Jay, it's just, the Blue Jay mascot is just like laying on the ground dead. With the turtle fucking munching on his body. I don't think that happens very often in Scooby-Doo. No, but you know what? We're going for the R-rated <laughs> Scooby-Doo. I see, okay. And everyone fucking sees this, and they're freaking out. Okay. They, they don't know what's happening. And Did you actually kill the guy in the mascot costume? No, he's in on it. Okay. The new hire's not in on it. If he was in on it, I think it'd be a lot worse as a testimony. Yeah, no, so, no, 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 no. No, he's not in on it. No. 
But either way, similar to what you're talking about, he makes a speech, says, get out of here. You've all wronged me. And basically gets everyone out of the stadium. And I think one 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 little piece of de resistance is he shouldn't just be, it sh- that shouldn't be the only indicator. I think maybe there's something that goes wrong beforehand. Like they find little like bits of like a shell in their popcorn and it's disgusting. I mean, you're eating like, raw turtle shell oh gross and so everyone already knows something's going on and then once this hits everyone realizes and then basically i think the way to really round it off is you have a player who's in it too maybe he's not making as much as everyone else or maybe it's just the ref you know what i no, no, it's gotta be a player because you need that publicity so yeah he runs grabs them and then goes beneath the stadium again never to be seen again Missing, rep- missing person. So, so instead of resolving this by having everyone leave the Sky Dome, you're just going to sacrifice someone? Well, no. Uh, you, they Who's run in out, on it? <laughs> you basically grab the guy. Everyone's scared that they're going to be next and they run out of the Sky Dome. Uh-huh. Why? Do you see a little bit of implausibility here? I think it's less plausible than mine. Yeah? Yeah. Why's that? Because uh, no one would believe in, 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 in a turtle zombie, you know, whereas a zombie <laughs> player... It's a guy... In a turtle mascot costume. Yeah, it's just some guy, though. Oh, okay. So, you know, okay, you know what? being haunted by an MLB pitcher who was buried under the, the mound. Okay, you know what? I will give this to you if you can name a pitcher, an MLB pitcher. <laughs> Is it just at all? At all. <laughs> Period. <laughs> name an MLB pitcher. Uh, Jonathan be- Banks. Is he still alive? I don't know. I made that name up. <laughs> so you can't give me an MLB pitcher that would be the inspiration for this? No. <laughs> I think you got to concede the man then, man. I've got lore. I've got the relevance. Uh, Jose Bautista, is that his name? Yes. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> the, one, the one person I think both of us could name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know what? I... Plausibility wise, I think I think yours has a lot more depth to it. I think mine's a lot more Scooby Doo as well. There's, yeah. there's a big spectacle. There's a build up, you know. Yeah, I guess. Well, I I wasn't. I just used Scooby Doo as a segue. It is effing killed someone. <laughs> it was a fake death. Uh huh. Yeah. Fuck. Wouldn't it be easier to not have him in on it? <laughs> just actually kill the guy. Yeah, but then when I get caught and, you know, like, Fred takes off the mask, then I think I go to jail. Yeah, well, you're going to anyway. <laughs> you know what? I, I just think it's a case of you run the scam long enough till like, you know, the building value drops to, like, you know, $10,000 and we can both, both afford it. What if, right, the building value goes up because people want a oh haunted sky dome and then they turn it into a haunted house? <laughs> you turn this into FNAF 3? Yeah. <laughs> In all seriousness, I think that's also an interesting thing to touch on. FNAF 3? No, no, no. So you sit there and you run the scam. How do you make the most of it? Are you just... Were you sketched out of it? Were you looking at the... No, sorry. I I suddenly saw the shadow that's been there the whole time start to move, but it's because a big gust of wind came and it's it's tree branches. Okay, so let's say this. Let's say you've done this. The scam goes correctly. Yeah. What are you going to do with the stadium? Sell it. How are you going to sell it? <laughs> you don't own it. Buy it. No, here's what I'm going to do for mine. Buy it dirt cheap. But make public, like, 
a ceremony where we make amends with this pitcher. Okay. Because I'm in on it. I can make that happen. And then make him, like, endorse the stadium again. And now I'm <laughs> the owner and everything's back to normal. Baseball goes sponsored. Yeah. Rogers Center. And then, like, make him the mascot. <laughs> That's actually... Like, dude, stick around. Why not? People are going to love this. That's actually a good... Idea. I was just going to say for myself, like, you keep running the scam until they want to sell it off dirt cheap. You buy it. And then you almost... Like everyone, and then you have a big house. Ever either that, or everyone believes in a good sidekick, and you know what? You start running games again. It starts going up in value. You sell it off to the next guy, and you know what? You can finally buy a house. Yeah, you can buy a nice little, you know, like fucking semi-detached like villa in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, going all the way up north because that's all you can afford with like fucking three million dollars in Canada. <laughs> Toronto, isn't it the most expensive city in the world? Is it? I'm pretty sure it is. Dude, why? What made us so, like, other than the free healthcare, what made us so popular? Nothing. Nothing? Canada, Like, I look at Hawaii, and it's like... I think it's I think it's easy to immigrate into Canada. Mm, compared um, to the U.S.? Yeah, and compared to, like, other Western states, not states, countries. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's like appealing for some reason yeah it's the land of opportunity or something i don't know dude we just need to run a huge scam where we just like scare everyone out of canada no uh no 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 maybe scare them up north yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of people clustered at the city center you know i dude i don't even want to live in a city center I i just want to live here oh man i love the city so much you're a city guy? I'm a city guy, but that's because I've been a... Oh, I do have a scary story from the country. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? We still have yeah, a bit of time. Yeah, we've got the floor. Um, so I was home alone, and I know I was seven, because we've I'm in this house that we built, and it wasn't, excuse me, done construction. Um, and I know that I had my seventh birthday in the unfinished basement. Your family used to build houses? We we flip houses still, but okay. we built one. Um so I was, I was home alone. Okay. I go, seven years old. Seven years old. They left you home alone? I, it must have been for a very short time. <laughs> Shoutouts to mom and dash. Yeah. Um, I go into the kitchen, right? And we have this huge bay window that looks out onto the back porch. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm only the height of the kitchen counter island. You know, I am a baby. And I go, you know... In the doorway, there's like a two-foot gap between the kitchen counter island and this doorway. And in that gap, I look at the window and I make eye contact with a wolf that is standing on the back porch. And it was staring at me before I saw it. Wow. And uh, <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw like death in its eyes. I, I saw nothing but a wild animal that found something to kill. Yeah. And I just jumped into the, like, behind the island. Yeah. And I stayed there. And every time I'd peek out, even if it was from the other side, like, every time I would just, like, peek my head out, that wolf was there already looking at me. How long were you there for, do you think? Until my mom came home. Wow. Did the wolf go away once your mom came home? I was like, hey, mom, there's a wolf killing me, hunting me, you know? (laughs) She looks, there's nothing there. Do you think you imagined the wolf? Well, here's the thing, actually. I never, I never thought of that until you just brought it up. But in high school, on the way to uh, school once, we had to drive. Yeah. I, oh I, my gosh. Do you remember that? 
I was with you, wasn't I? No. You told me. <laughs> but I told you about you it. You told me. I remember this. Yeah. I hallucinated a wolf running across the road in front of our car. And I was like, Mom, did you see that? And she's like, what? <laughs> I... Do you get a lot of those? No, but I've had I had two in very short proximity close to each other. Okay, that that could be like a hypnagogic hallucination because like I look I in university like still in university but in my second year I was so t- like I was always so tired all the time so I almost got like sleep paralysis almost where I'd be almost asleep I wasn't like paralyzed or anything but I would hear things that weren't there and see things that weren't there like my biggest fear was that like I was you know, like in my underwear, just laying around in bed. I thought I heard my students in the other room. So there were so like dozens of times throughout the year where I'd run into my other room, like thinking, why are my kids in here? And open the door and they're not there. Or my residents, my students, right? Yeah. And other times where I just like saw ghost girls in the window. I watched like Halloween night one night. I saw Michael Myers in the corner. So could it have been something like that? Like it was in the morning, right? The wolf running across the street was in the morning. Yes. And I do tend to be very sleepy. Okay. I think I think this is just getting personal now. I think <laughs> I have sleep apnea because my dad has sleep apnea. Yeah. Um, and I know I snore. So if I do, that means that there's a good chance I'm not getting a good eight hours of sleep every night. Or not enough oxygen, too. Yeah, I could just be dying every night instead of going to sleep and then coming back to life in the morning. You never know yeah. how it works, right? Um, I really actually should go to a doctor for that. <laughs> Damn, that's the scariest revelation here, man. Yeah, yeah, but um, there's a chance that I was just very sleep-deprived in yeah. the, that morning. Um, but I remember it was like, I don't know, same little time stamp around that area because I thought I was just going crazy and I started having hallucinations because later on I saw a man standing in the doorway of the drama room stairs that lead to the stage. Yeah. If I remember telling you that. I don't remember that one, but... He was in a pinstripe suit, and he had no face. Which, did Slender Man, but it wasn't Slender Man. It was just, a, it was a person, you know? That's scary, dude. Uh, and I looked down, I looked back up, and he's gone. And it was just, it was near the wolf. I know the wolf wasn't real, so I'm like, that's just gotta be part of this, and I'm going crazy. Was that the same day, or was that a different no, day? No, no. It was a different day, and I haven't had a hallucination like that since. Scary dude. Do you think if we went back to the school, you might have another listener? Because that those two were clustered, right? Like the other was the other one around the school. It was. It was on the way to the school. It was just on the edge of town, though. Okay. Who knows? Maybe we live in a haunted town. You, you never, never know. know. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Well, the the school we went to, our high school, was very old. Yeah. And the stage was used for a lot of things. So was you it? never know. Yeah. What else was the stage used for? Stage. Oh, okay. But it's the stage. It's the center area of the school. Like, yeah. That's where you have your assemblies. That's where people go, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of history there, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I think... Wow. <laughs> yeah, scary scary yeah. side tangent there. <laughs> I know. We, You know what? I think that's enough scary shit for me, especially being out here in the cemetery, man. Yeah. At one point, something's just going to jump out at us. So. Oh, don't say that. I know. <laughs> So I guess we should probably wrap it up on a little more of a happy note. So, something sweet. <laughs> yeah, something sweet, you know. We used to, you, you still love trick-or-treating. I, I might have grown out a bit of it, but, you know, can always appreciate the youthful demeanor. So I guess, like, as a kid, when you were going trick-or-treating, what were the signs that it was a good night to, like, trick-or-treat? Like, what were you getting candy-wise? Well, so... You know, there's there's those houses that put out those uh, 
you know, little like bird baths full of candy that it says just take one. I, all... I'm a good moral kid. I only did take one. Did you? But you could grab handfuls, you I, know? I grabbed handfuls. Of course you did. <laughs> we have yin and yang here, man. Man, if you were one of those kids and you had, you had like three of those houses on your route, you were set. I took, okay, I took like three or four. It wasn't like a whole handful. Uh-huh, sure. Um. <laughs> Are you calling me a liar? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're wrong. Oh, okay, sorry. You're making me sad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, so when I went trick-or-treating, what I would always do is go to the rich neighborhood. Because, you know, ah, in our smart, town, smart. just out of town and a little bit further, that was where the rich people lived. Yep. Um, it's also where I went to public school. <laughs> okay. Um, and you could go to those neighborhoods and like every second house would give you a full size chocolate bar. Nice. Yeah. It was insanity. And some of them were just giving out money. They're like, I don't know. I don't have candy here. I have a toonie. <laughs> Dude, I'd take the toonie. I know, right? Fuck. How many houses do you hit in a night? Like 50? A lot. Could come out with a hundred bucks and bought all your own candy and still have like 80 bucks left over. Yeah, exactly. Damn. We used to we used to have a dentist in town who would basically pay you two dollars per pound of candy. So, <laughs> I mean, the dude was probably fucking lazy, or maybe didn't have any kids of his own and just wanted candy. But to us, I mean, like it seemed like a good deal. Now, did now, you did you do that? No, never. I I wanted to a couple of years, and that's like, hold on, I would get two dollars, like th- three dollars for my entire like three hours worth of work. Yeah, that's slave labor. Here's what you do. Ooh. You get you get something really heavy. Yeah. You put it at the bottom of your candy bag. You just fill it with rocks. I like the way you think. <laughs> not bad, not bad. <laughs> That's like the fucking Charlie Brown Halloween special. I got a I, rock. I got a chocolate bar. I got a candy bar. I got a rock. <laughs> Poor Linus. Oh. oh, no, that was Charlie Brown. Yeah. Everything bad always happens to Charlie Brown. That's the point. I know. Well, I was uh, happy during the movie, at least, like the Peanuts movie, that they gave him one victory. It's a good movie. Oh, yeah, dude. I love that. I, I shed a couple tears during that time. Yeah. But yeah, so I guess you you had that strategy. I didn't really have a strategy. We just went around the neighborhood. So yeah. For me, like, it, it was a good night if we got more, like, I allergic to milk, egg, and peanuts, so chocolate bar is like, well, shit, that goes to my sister. <laughs> oh, peanut bar, like, yeah, that goes to my sister. Oh, no. What is that? that? Oh, it's a dog. That is a dog. Or a cat or something. It's an animal. It's pet cemetery time. <laughs> oh, God. Came back to life. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, basically we'd go around and, you know, if you got chips, it was a good night. If you oh. got, dude, my favorite of all time was Maynard Sour Chillers. That is not a thing anymore, but basically, you know how your tooth toothpaste has like mint or menthol in it? Yeah. So these candies would have menthol. So it tasted almost like a Sour Patch Kid, but it would have that, like, coolness to it. So you'd be chewing on it, and you'd feel, like, that mint, that coolness, like, blasting down your throat. That's awesome. It tasted amazing, but unfortunately, I think it's been discontinued for, like, 10 years at this point. Like, it was only around for, like, four years. Swedish Fish stuck around, uh, Sour Patch Kids stuck around, but Sour Chillers just fucking bit the dust, man. That is so, so sad. Now, what's what's the worst candy you've ever come across? Like, what you go to this house, what's the worst thing that they can give you? Well, you know, the worst thing that they can give you are those lemons. Not... What? Not lemons. Just lemons? They just, they, you know, ever been to a Halloween house, you know, and they just hand you a whole lemon? 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, they totally. suck, right? You'd rather get a mandarin orange or something. <laughs> um, no, I'm talking like lemon cars, but candy, you know? I don't know what you're talking about. A what lemon car is just like a you know, weird bad car. It's 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 the candies that are like bulk dollar store. Yeah, like bulk burn type no stuff. No branding. Yeah. So Always weirdly two years old or something. So like the chocolate is gray and like yeah. cracked, you know. Ugh. I'm thinking of like you got. I guess that doesn't matter to you. No, I can have them anyways. But I'm thinking of those like marshmallow ghosts. Those were probably pretty shitty. No, no, uh, actually, I like marshmallow ghosts. What about the wax lips? <laughs> I don't know. No, I've never encountered those. You know what? Okay, my least favorite candy, but they don't really give it out for Halloween. It's more Valentine's thing. Anything cinnamon. Cinnamon oh, does not belong in candy. Hearts. Yeah, dude. I. Bleh. That's no. gross. You just like, oh yay, candy. You put it in your mouth and it just hurts. Yep. It's it's like you let someone into your house and they shoot you. <laughs> and somehow adults are like, man, I love that, and they make fireball whiskey. That yeah. is the worst drink you can. It's fireball drink. cinnamon. Yes. Why would anyone drink that? It's so gross. It's probably my. Li- There's actually a funny story to go along with that, dude. Oh. I had to make. We were in an. We were in an English class in grade <laughs> you, twelve. Considering if you should tell this on the graves cast. Yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, uh, we were in. We were in. <laughs> You're in too deep. You gotta say. We no. were in. A, we were in an English class in grade twelve. Yeah, and we had to do a diorama of a school, and so basically it had to be more of an outdoorsy school. And our school, you know, had a had a couple kids who drank. You know, like not unlike any other high school. So, me and my partner, he ended up doing the outside portion, doing the trees of the diorama and stuff, and he's like. All I need, dude, is a bottle of alcohol. And so I go home and it's like, Dad, you know, do we have anything? And he didn't really have anything. And I noticed we had a small bottle of Fireball. So I hadn't really had it that much. I had a sip and I thought it was the most disgusting shit ever. Yeah. And so I thought, okay. I was dumb and I was thinking, damn, how do I get this bottle without, you know, like drinking it? Yeah. Obviously, I could have just put it in somewhere else. But yeah. <laughs> instead, I decide, let's drink this entire thing. So there's probably about three shots in there. I was like, God, I mix it with something. The only thing we had there was tangerine lime water. Oh, my God. Cinnamon and tangerine? Yeah. It was the most sparkling water. It was the most disgusting thing I ever had. What kind and of mix? Ah. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather eat Play-Doh. Needless to say, I got the bottle, but it was not worth it. Just My gross. God. So, you know what? The cinnamon candy we hate as children, adults still somehow find a way to fucking torture themselves. The thing of devils, man. My God. And that's even worse than... There are there these people during Halloween who would hand out sunflower seeds, which, honestly, I didn't think was too bad, but there were some who would hand out wet naps. What? Just a pack of wet naps. <laughs> they, they went to the, like, wings place too many times? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Just like, hey... Here's a mint from Boston Pizza, or, you know, here's a wet nap, son. Like, Yum. What the, what the fuck? Why are you giving us this? So. I, people don't like raisins, but, like, I do. Oh, I, I love raisins. Raisin. You like raisins? I love raisins. Yeah, that's that's something I disagree with, man. I don't like grapes. No? No, no. <laughs> I'm not... They make my tongue feel weird. <laughs> I'm not I'm not too fussy on grapes. I'm not too much of a fruity guy, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too much of a fruit guy, but, yeah... I don't know. I raisins is definitely off the list, but glad you're there's someone to eat all those boxes during yeah. Halloween. I have a I have a lot of candy hot takes. C- candy corn, mm, love it. I, I could eat a whole tray of that. I've never had it, but I I don't see why people dislike it. I don't either. 
What's it's, wrong? What's what? What do you people not like? Does it taste like actual corn? No, no, of course not. Okay, well, um, I think people don't like it because it's not what you expect. So what do people expect then? Like a candy, but then okay. you put it in your mouth and it crumbles like 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 butter almost, but not yeah. butter because butter melts in your mouth. Not that I eat raw butter. <laughs> <laughs> I think like I don't know, like a like a like a dense sugar cookie kind of thing. Yeah, you know it like it like crumbles apart even if it's wet. Yeah, and you just don't expect that out of candy. Yeah, um, it's almost like it's made out of dough that isn't cooked. So is that your hottest take then? I think candy corn being good is my hottest take. I think that's what everyone in the comments of your Gravescast is going to oh, get yeah. mad at me for. So everyone, if you've heard this, definitely be sure to try out candy corn one more time and try and find an old pack of Maynard Sour Chillers. Might be 10 years old, might be hard as rocks, but you know what? People have eaten a lot worse. So. Yeah, like the Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, and if you have a chance, go look up drinking a 20-year-old Crystal Pepsi. Goes in and then right back out. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that to my memory again. Of course. <laughs> so funny. Anyways, I think that's going to be the end of our Halloween special. Hopefully you uh, got a little bit of the spooky spirit. Don't, uh, just our recommendations, don't go around to cemeteries to record podcasts. There's just so much creepy shit around, man. You never know who's out at night. And don't hang around the halfway houses at night. That can lead to some scary stuff, man. So, anyways, thanks for giving us a listen. We'll be back when we're back. 